HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Welcome back to Heritage Radio Network. We are broadcasting live from the Charleston Wine and Food Festival Culinary Village, day three, still going strong. Uh, this is our live stream based out of Bushwick, Brooklyn. We're a nonprofit food radio station, and uh, we're broadcasting out of the teepee in the Culinary Village. Uh, we've just taken a little foray over here to the Campfire Confessionals at Springer Mountain Farms, their station here. And I have the great pleasure right now to introduce Matt Gallagher. Matt, welcome. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, of course. Matt's the chef owner of Knox Mason and Amelia. Right. And um, we're so psyched to be uh, able to connect with you here in Charleston. Um, but I want to talk about your backstory a little bit because mm-hmm. you have traveled an interesting road to get to be here cooking at the festival for us today. Uh, you have a chemical engineering degree. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Um, so how did you decide to pursue engineering? And then um, tell us about how you transitioned from that to your next career. Okay. Um, so my mom... Opened a, or she started a catering business when I was about nine years old, and we grew up in a farm in rural East Tennessee. And so, going to work with her was a lot of fun for me because you know instead of running around the woods playing with sticks and stuff, um, so I kind of got into working in restaurants when I was about nine years old. She opened a couple of restaurants over the years, um, uh, but then you know you're in high school and you're good at math and science. They say be an engineer. So mm-hmm. uh, went to the University of Tennessee. And studied um, engineering for about three years and did some co-op jobs. But all the while, I was working in restaurants to pay for school. Gotcha. So by my junior year, I was like, I've got to cook. You know, I can't do the day-to-day engineering thing. So um, never went to culinary school. Just put my, wow. head, put my head down and worked and um, bought every cookbook that I could afford and get my hands on. And so I mm-hmm. uh, had a lot of great jobs, great mentors, um, including uh, four years at Blackberry Farm, which is a prestigious resort. And uh, that... That was basically my culinary school. Um, and then from there, uh, I got a job cooking for bands. I got to travel the world for five years. Um, I want to go into a little more detail about this. Okay. Uh, tell yeah, us about sure. some of the bands that you were uh, catering for, and uh, maybe if you could share like a couple of anecdotes. I'm, I've got a few on my list here, if you don't okay. name them oh, on you your do? own. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, there's a lot. Um, so yeah, um, being based in Tennessee, I started cooking for country artists. Um, smaller acts, Martina McBride and... Tim McGraw, and then smaller um, acts like Tim McGraw. Well, is that what you, you just know. said? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> smaller tours. I mean, okay. you know, these aren't these huge, you know, stadiums or anything. Right. Um, kind of parlayed that into uh, being picked up by some really cool rock and roll acts. Uh, Neil Young got to cook for Wilco, which is a huge, oh my huge God. highlight for me. Um, what does Jeff Tweedy like to eat? 
Uh, he loved maple pudding. Okay. So, like, when we were in Canada, we have maple syrup available. Right. And he actually did an uh, interview in GQ magazine where he mentioned my maple pudding. So that Amazing. was, like, yeah, like a highlight of my career almost, you know, basically. Um, uh, but then I got picked up by Kings of Leon. I got to tour with them. They, they brought me on as personal chef, so I mm-hmm. was very close with them for a couple years. Um, and in terms of anecdote, anecdotes, um, it's a lot. You know, you know, catering all over the world, you know, there's... I cooked through a dust storm in Idaho, and I mean, you get rained on. What's you get your kitchen on. situation? Are you like in the tour bus? Are you in a borrowed space? What does that look like? Right. So I didn't know this world existed until I actually cooked in it. Um, so when the audio guys, lighting guys, uh, when they load out, they have road cases. Same yeah. thing with catering. So we have road cases um, full of kitchen equipment. Okay. Some of them are custom made to to accommodate our ovens and things like that, but. Um, we basically build a kitchen every morning. Uh, an outdoor kitchen? Uh, depends. Sometimes okay. it's outdoors. Sometimes the, the venue allows you a uh, uh, footprint to cook in. Um, but, yeah, it's, um, it's different every day. So really taught me a lot. You know, coming from fine dining especially, uh-huh. where it's very structured and you kind of know what to expect every single day. We were cooking on the road. It's a different city. It's a different venue. The only thing that's consistent is that you have to build it from scratch every day. How much did your engineering background help out with troubleshooting a brand new yeah. variable kitchen space yeah, every day? That's, that's a good question. I, I'm a planner, you know, yeah. and so uh, to be successful in the restaurant industry, you have to be on top of, you have to spend 100 plates all day long every day. And yeah. so, um, so yeah, being an engineer, being an, having an organized, you know, frame of mind helped out quite a bit. And I am really, I, sorry, I'm a little hung up on this tour cooking oh, thing, but good. I think it's so fascinating and not something I've really gotten to think about a whole lot. Uh, but, I mean, how do you plan ahead when you don't know what kind of grocery stores are going to be available? You're traveling to a lot of different parts of the country. Right. Um, do you have to scout out locations ahead of time to know what your supplies are going to be, or do you, are you, like, winging it every day when you get there? Yeah, I, I, again, I'm a planner. There are some chefs on tour that they'll wake up in the morning and just go to the grocery store and say, I'm going to buy whatever they have a lot of. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the same. Uh, I plan ahead, and especially with things like fish, mm-hmm. that it has to be, if fish is off, it's off. You know, yeah. and um, so I would always call ahead, source fresh fish. Um, uh, on the Neil Young tour, for example, he wanted local and organic as much as possible. Nice. And with the budget we're given, go Neil. It's a trip. Yeah, it's. Yeah. It, and so we're in Western Canada in November or in December, and trying to find local produce. And those guys are so great. But I, I would say, hey, I've called the farmers market. I've hooked up with this farmer, but we're gonna have sweet potatoes again today. And they're like, fire out. You know, like they, these guys are kind of old hippies in California and so they're like yeah far out man they don't they don't care so you know I, I had to be creative with how many different sweet potato preparations I could do but you know that's awesome yeah um, well it's it's so cool to kind of get like the inside scoop I could talk to you all day about all of these bands and musicians and all, kind of all their food preferences I think that's so fascinating but I want to make sure you have a chance also to introduce your restaurant concepts in Knoxville um, can you tell us about your two places yeah absolutely so we opened Knox Mason um, just over five years ago we took an old deli in a historic part of town um, it was the only Jewish deli in Knoxville for 50 years or whatever um, when that closed uh we, we found a space. We had a little bit of money. I'd scraped together money over the years to, to you know, ultimately open a restaurant. And um, so we took an old deli. We raised the raised the counter up to bar height yeah. and put an open kitchen and full-service bar um, in a small space. Um, we do southern food, very true to Appalachia. Um, 
we every summer we'll we'll do our, our economic kind of study just to make sure because we, we challenge ourselves to source locally and locally and regionally, mm-hmm. and um, so we're consistently spending seventy percent of our food dollars on local and regional farms. That's awesome. Which is which is not an easy thing to do, no. but we've challenged ourselves to do that, and um, we've had a lot of su- success with it. Um, almost two years ago, we opened Amelia, which is uh, named after my grandmother Emily and the Emilia Romagna region of Italy, where prosciutto, parmesan, pecorino, all these balsamic vinegar, all these iconic ingredients come from the Emilia-Romagna region. So we wanted to blend beautiful Italian ingredients with southern hospitality. So we have uh, Emilia, and all our pasta is made in-house. We make our ricotta cheese. We make all our bread. So it's a handmade Italian concept, basically. Awesome. Uh, Do you mind if we take a little walk over to the fire pit here, and can you tell us about what you're demoing today? Sure. So we've been here for three days. The first two days we've done... um, what I would consider Knox Mason food. So we did pork cheeks and grits on Friday night. We did fried oyster sliders yesterday. So today is a is our kind of Italian uh, themed dish. Um, so we're cooking over a live fire and it's a, a chicken spiadini. So marinated chicken skewers. Um, one of the most popular dishes at Emilia is our uh, pollo amatone, which is chicken under a brick. So it's marinated chicken. Uh, we do a half chicken um, that we bone out, and we grill it to, uh, or we, we, we sear it till it gets crispy skin, and then we finish it with um, uh, salsa verde, castor trovano olives, and uh, fingerling potatoes. So for this event, feeding 500 people uh, small plates, we take the same flavors and put it on a skewer. So what we have is the marinated chicken, we're grilling over live fire, and then we're going to uh, finish it with a castor trovano olive salsa verde. Yum. It smells delicious. Thank you. Uh, well, Matt, thank you so much for joining me on the air today. Yeah. Um, and uh, I hope to make it to Knoxville one of these days yep. and, uh, and check you guys out. Please do. Um, I'm looking forward to sampling these. I want to give a big shout out and thank you to a great sponsor of our Springer Mountain Farms Chicken. Uh, thanks for providing this setup today and for the delicious bites we're about to have. And thanks also to our other sponsors who made it possible for us to be here in Charleston this weekend. The Julia Child Foundation for Gastronomy and the Culinary Arts, Wisconsin Cheese, and Big Green Egg. We're so psyched to be here. We've got a few more hours of live broadcast. My guest for this segment has been Matt Gallagher of Knox Mason and Amelia, Knoxville, Tennessee. And uh, you're listening to Heritage Radio Network. I'm Katie Mosman-Wadler, Executive Director. We're going to be right back in a moment with a very special episode of F&B Radio after a really short break. And uh, we hope you'll stay tuned. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Thanks so much. <laughs> 